yeah, most projects we do are basically, hey, try to try to squeeze all of this into this little space, and uh, it can be very complicated and very custom. I mean, it's it's all custom work at times. This is the Contractors Corner podcast series from Solar Power World. Hi there, this is Kelsey. I'm the managing editor of Solar Power World magazine, and I'm excited to be back with you for the June edition of Contractors Corner. As we enter the summer, there's a lot of exciting and a little bit scary solar news happening. We've got the California decision on net metering that may come out in August. And then we've got the anti-circumvention case at Commerce that is expected to come out around that same time. So expect a lot of advocacy work over the summer. I'm sure that our organizations like SIA and CALSA will be in your inboxes asking for some help. Here at Solar Power World, we're hard at work on our top solar contractors issue. So we'll be getting that list ready to launch at the end of July. Another great turnout this year. We appreciate all of the companies that applied. And we can't wait to show you the list and our special features on a couple of the companies that are on the list this year. This month on the podcast, we've got Grant Gottlinger. He's the president of Got Electric. They are based in the Mid-Atlantic region. Despite these tough times for solar contractors with the supply chain shortages and the rulings that are up in the air, Got Electric has actually had a pretty positive last year. They've opened a new office and they've expanded to do some bigger scale work. So pretty positive story today from Got Electric, learning how they've made business grow um, they've also started an O&M arm that has helped them just enter that other section of business. So they will serve any projects, not just the ones that they have installed. So just to perhaps give some other contractors an idea of how they can thrive in this uncertain economy by maybe entering other areas of solar work. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Contractors Corner. I am here today with Grant Gottlinger. He is the president of Got Electric. Um, So welcome to the show, Grant. Thank you. So you guys are serving not just Maryland, but the entire mid-Atlantic region, right? That's correct. Yes. We have an office in um, Frederick, Maryland, and also uh, just north of Harrisonburg, Virginia. Okay. So how did you get into solar? What was your journey? Well, so basically um, in 2006, we started Got Electric. Uh, Around 2008, uh, the economy started to uh, suffer, you know, uh, because of the lending practices, I guess, of some people. But um, basically the the company uh, out of New Jersey called us and asked us if we would like to help them put a solar project on top of a Kohl's department store in Eldersburg, Maryland. And so at the time I told them, definitely, you know, we would love to help do that. And uh, we ended up 
getting into solar that way. It was the first project we did was a 280 kW uh, plant for Sun Edison back in 2008. Sort of just kind of basically rode the, the solar coaster from there. Did a bunch of schools uh, for Montgomery County. And then we did a couple of schools for the Sunburst grant that was out at that time. And uh, we just kept growing from that point. It, it, it took a little while before we got to this point, obviously, but uh, it was, you know, getting into solar when I did was, it was perfect timing because, you know, I've been an electrician since I was 19 years old. And when you work in a field for that long, uh, you start to kind of get, I guess, bored of it. So solar kind of um, helped with that a little bit and uh, helped us move forward. So it was great. So how much of your business would you say is solar now? Oh, um, so I would say it's probably 70% of what we do. Um, we specialize mainly in the, you know, the CNI space with regards to putting solar on schools. We, we're doing quite a few of those in, in Virginia. And then we've kind of migrated into uh, doing some utility size projects um, in Pennsylvania and Maryland. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it it is mainly, I'd say, Commercial solar is typically what we we are actively doing right now. Um, we have a residential service side of about six vans that run uh, basically just anything you can think of that you would need in your home. But that was kind of what we had established prior to getting into solar. We just kept it running, and uh, it's you know now that that has grown substantially over the course of COVID. Uh, uh, there's been we've added two more vans to that side of things. So it's been, it's been nice, but yeah, our, our business is right now commercial solar. We commercial and utility solar projects is what we, we, we specialize in building and taking care of. So we, we are actually now probably taking care of over 50 megawatts of commercial solar in, in the mid Atlantic. And are those all projects that you installed or any, any projects? No, I mean, the projects we do install, we typically get a shot at taking care of them after they're built. Um, but no, we've been asked by uh, other entities to come that, that are, you know, outside of this region uh, that are, you know, I guess have larger portfolios that we are taking care of their, their projects for them. As far as the school projects that kind of gave you your start, how do you win a contract to install on a school? Like, what are the little tips and tricks? Um, I think that, you know, you have to take into uh, uh, to consideration um, a lot of, of like these, these entities have large safety concerns, obviously. We are we're particularly, you know, careful when bidding these projects to understand what those requirements are. But it, 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 it does take, I think we were fortunate to get into the solar industry when we did because it, it allowed us to, to, to just, you know, obviously make some mistakes and kind of just rebound uh, from them. But at this point, I mean, we've we've kind of um, changed how we go about it. We kind of say, hey, look, this is how we want to build these projects. We suggest that you listen to us, and, and, you know, and, and because we have the experience and, and that way we kind of, I guess added value, engineered aspect to to the bid process, but that that it you know getting into this industry um, is is um, 
difficult. Uh, I would imagine that if you never built one of these, you really have no idea some of the unforeseen costs that are there. Um, uh, and, and, and honestly, you have to have a special type of electrician or, or technician. I, I tend to use the word outside electricians because uh, the inside electrical work is, is, is controlled environment. You know, it's, it's more comfortable at times. Um, but uh, the, the guys that we have are, are seasoned and, you know, experienced. And it, it takes a lot of uh, just understanding of, of the environment that you're in to, to kind of be successful at that. I was going to ask, um, this leads into it. What are some challenges of installing solar in the region that you work in? Um, traffic, you know, that would probably be the first thing. I think that people don't realize that the commuting to different spots that are like, let's say only 30 miles from, let's say our office can take two to two and a half hours at times to just navigate that, which is something that is extremely difficult to kind of, to, to say, put into a budget. Right. Um, but other than that, I mean, our biggest problem, and I'm sure I'm not the only person that would ever say this, but it is finding qualified individuals. Um, fortunately, there's just been, uh, you know, I think a lack of emphasis put on the skilled, you know, uh, say construction worker in this country. So it's it's been very difficult to find qualified people. Um, that is that is 100% like what has held us back at times from, from growing because you know, if finding the work, fortunately, is it's in, with the with the reputation that I guess we've we've created, isn't necessary. That's not the difficult part, but if, but staying in our lane so that we don't get outside of that and get in trouble where we start to take on more than we can actually do. You know, at this at the let's say the quality that we're doing it now is the probably the biggest problem I have. Like I can't, I, you know, and, and we've been actively trying to fix that problem, but it's, it's tough. That's a tough problem. Yeah. That's the biggest one we have. Are you looking into any sort of like training programs in house to try and build this okay. up? So we're, we're members with the IEC, which is the independent electrical contracting association uh, have been actually graduated from there. Um, you know, but basically they, they are actively training uh, electricians. Um, there's a lot of push, I guess, through committees that I've been a part of uh, to, you know, get the counties involved at, say, the community college level to continue the, you know, to, to uh, train the workforce that is needed for this, you know, future that, that you know, is going to involve, you know, quite a bit of upgrades to the electrical grid. And, but that, that is, that is where we're getting our, our guys now, I guess, it, you know, and, and basically pushing for that type of uh, skill set. Like that, that is where we're going with that. Like, you know, we, we definitely are pushing to help get kids into those type of programs. We, we actually require it as a, a company policy got electric. Basically, if you're going to work for us, you're going to go to school. You're going to, you're going to become an electrician. Um, if, if let's say you've come from a, like the solar side of things with your experience, we push, uh, you know, the NAPSEP training, both things are very important. Um, but, uh, we definitely are, are pushing education here. Okay. So are you saying everyone who works for you is on track to become 
a certified electrician or at least get some credential? If you start with us at, well, yeah, some credentials a necessity. We, we you know, like OSHA 30 is a, is a requirement. Um, you know, it, we, we, we definitely want you to have some sort of uh, skill set that is outside or, or, or that you could take with you if you left us. Like, we, we you know, I mean, that is important to us that, you know, you kind of are working on yourself, right? And becoming a better person, you know, with us. So like I said, we hire somebody that comes from somewhere else that doesn't necessarily have the education, but is a skilled electrician. Um, there, there are the same, those are two things. Um, it's kind of hard to say, hey, you've got three kids and a, a, a family and I want you to go to school two nights a week. It, it doesn't really work out. Now we offer it. They can take it if they want, if they don't. Um, but if you're coming out of high school or, or, or coming from like zero experience in the electrical field, we, we are definitely funneling you into that, that lane 100%. So switching gears a little bit, what has been the most rewarding moment of your career in solar? There hasn't been one thing, I guess. I mean, I think that, um, you know, we've had a lot of firsts, you know, I think in the state um, where we like think we, you know, we, with, with the help of obviously like, like EPCs like standard solar and, and at the time solar city, we've built some pretty, um, pretty neat projects. We've kind of migrated out of being an electrical contractor only to being an EPC, which has kind of been in the last three years, our, our, our transition, which has been fun. I guess opening a second office in Harrisonburg, Virginia, was kind of a big deal for us. Um, you know, it's like, wow, that was a big, a big accomplishment. So we've, we've kind of self basically doubled in size and, you know, we have close to, I say 50, 50 some employees right now. So um, that, that was kind of a, a feather in the cap, I would say for sure. We built a, a 19 megawatt uh, ground mount tracker in Pennsylvania that was, our biggest projects to date, which was kind of nice. That was a big, big uh, accomplishment for us. But, you know, some of the most difficult projects are typically not those. You know, the difficult ones are typically the smaller uh, ones that are in, in a facility that has got, uh, you know, security that is pretty high, you know, where you can't, you just have, not everybody can get into the site. So those are, those are more difficult as well. But I don't know if I have like a, one that stands out like that, like I said, the Virginia office opening up was a big deal for us. I think that was a, it was a, it was a nice, a nice accomplishment. And I feel yeah. good about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And getting into utility scale. I mean, that's a pretty big jump. Yeah. Yeah. So like up until that point, we had done a 10 meg site just North of Frederick. That was the, that was the largest at that time. We've since done about four, four or five projects that are over that size. So um, and you know, we, we've actually got a project in Virginia right now that we're doing that is strictly just battery for utility scale battery project, which is kind of neat. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Wago. From its pioneering cage clamp spring pressure connection technology to its extensive range of interconnect, interface, and automation solutions. Innovation is at the heart of everything done at Wago. 
Wego works every day to improve relationships with its partners by making their connections safer, stronger, and more efficient. Learn more today at Wego.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Scanafly. Want to survey more sites per day? Searching for better accuracy? There's nothing more frustrating than showing up on install day and the layout does not fit. Scanafly's survey and design platform solves these problems. Scanafly, the only drone-based solar software, will help you survey three to five times more projects per day while getting perfectly accurate measurements and minimizing roof time. New to drones? Contact them on their website and take their free course to become a solar drone pilot at scanafly.com backslash surveyor associate program. Now back to the show. How else does your company stand out from your competitors? I think that we really have made an effort to say, stay with the quality. Um, you know, we, we've been, like I said, we get a, a ton of options to do a lot of different things, but we are very particular, I guess, on trying to stay basically small enough where we can keep the quality higher. And we're careful about that because I've seen many companies get too big too quickly and fail. So that's, that's a very big part of what we are. You know, we're particular on how we build things. I'm curious about your O&M arm. How do the logistics work with that? Do you have a dedicated O&M team that goes out to projects? Yes. Yes. So just, we don't do the monitoring part of the, I guess the, the, you know, solar projects, we just provide the services for like reactive work. Uh, we have, you know, contracts in place where, you know, somebody will call us and say, hey, tree fell on the site, go fix it. And we'll take care of that. Um, but yes, we do have a, a basically a couple of qualified people right now that are been in solar for a long time that are running that division of Gun Electric. Um, it, it is, it is smaller at, at, at this point, but we have about four guys running, you know, constantly just all day long running and doing that, you know, PMs and, and on and work. So it's nice. It's, it's a good, I'd like to see it grow. It, it'd be nice to have that be up on its feet and running. So one of the things that we do with that division also, or those, those guys is, is we're again, big on safety. So like the, um, the arc flash course, that we, we make sure that they're they're trained to understand the dangers in which they're dealing with. I feel that that basically that side of of solar is probably the most dangerous um, because you're you're dealing with things that you may have not been built by qualified individuals. We see a lot of that actually, fortunately. Um, and so you know, I tell you know we we have you know meetings you know weekly or you know biweekly basically about how you know just what they've seen you know what to expect, never assume anything is safe. You know, there's, there's unfortunately a lot of work being done by unqualified people. Um, we see a lot of it actually. So when we get act, actually asked to go and fix it after it's already been kind of put together uh, haphazardly. So it's, it's probably the, the most dangerous thing that they do uh, is, is dealing with, you know, going to energize sites and, you know, thermal imaging, um, the sites of, you know, we, we do the PMs where, you know, basically by 
and say biannually, they basically will go out and do a checklist, make sure everything is functioning correct, should be correctly. If they find things that are not uh, working correctly or, or you know, not in the, the uh, parameters of what they need to be in, um, they would address it at that time. But it's, um, it, that is going to be, a, a, you know, it, it, it is already, but it's, it's a big part of what we want to do here in the middle Atlantic. So yeah, we're actively pursuing that type of work. Um, what has been the most unique project you've worked on? Unique projects. Um, we bit, we did a project, which was a, you know, I guess it was like a micro grid for uh, Pepco via standard solar. Standard solar did the design work and the, you know, basically the, the E and the P side of everything. And we did the construction side of it, which was very small project, like 60 KW, I think if I remember correctly, but it was basically designed to kind of be a model of what a microgrid would look like. It sits on a piece of property that Pepco basically, I think kind of uses it as like a, uh, like a showpiece. That was kind of a fun project. Uh, my business partner, Todd actually was the uh, lead electrician on that project. And he did a phenomenal job with that. Other things that we've done that have been the first ground mount we ever did was one for Solar City out um, basically in uh, Chester, Maryland. Um, that was the first the first ground mount we ever built. Was there a lot to learn with that? There, yeah, yeah. There was just some. There is, you know, a lot to to do there. We actually were like we we were told that we were the first people to use a PVC weatherhead. Uh, to to basically bring the, the DC string wiring into a combiner box. We just finished two projects for uh, DSD, which was uh, basically carports for IKEA. We did a 1.3 meg carport in White Marsh and then a, a megawatt carport at College Park, Maryland. Both projects, I mean, I those are full-on construction projects. Like you can kind of say like a rooftop system, you know, you only have a couple of different subcontractors or, or, you know, moving parts on those projects with regards to the carports, you have a, a quite a bit more to deal with. Those were two, two projects that were fun to be a part of. And uh, I think we did a phenomenal job with those. And I think you know, heard that DSD ended up getting like the national contract uh, with Ikea to do the rest of Ikea's um, based on our performance and their performance, let's, let's be honest, it wasn't just our electrical work, but they did a, you know, a great job handling those, those projects as well. So it was, it's just, those are, those are the type of work that's that those type of projects are the ones we like a lot. I, I feel like when the projects are more difficult, we, we toured, we, we, we excel, uh, as a group. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of problem solving on every different project because they are also different. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's the thing about solar. It's being, you know, put on after the fact, right, typically. So we're, we're adding it to an existing structure almost always. Now, I see, I see that changing uh, with regards to, you know, laws that are being put in place where new buildings are going to be built with solar projects, which will help a whole lot um, to make them, I think, less expensive, I guess, would be the, the word I would use. But, uh, yeah, most projects we do are basically, hey, try to try to squeeze all of this into this little space and uh, it can be very complicated and very custom. I mean, it's, it's all custom work at times, you know, custom troughs, custom. It's just, it is, it's very difficult at times. 
what's your wire management pet peeve? <laughs> like when you see this, you're like, oh God, this is awful. If you don't square your corners and you, and you, you know, basically land your wires in a haphazardly way and you just don't take your time with it, you can tell. Um, I typically, you know, like to see service uh, loops put in uh, different types of wire, you know, wires so that, that they can be managed. If there is a, 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 say, an event where like a breaker fails and it melts the wire, you can still get enough wire maybe to to be, be able to reland it to basically, you know, service it. Um, that also allows you to, to basically clamp your your amp probe uh, on the wires uh, without having to like try to climb into it into the gear, uh, which makes it a little bit safer. Um, you know, having the ability to to put service loops in it makes it a lot of a lot of sense, especially in the combiner boxes and in in, in the uh, say in string inverters. Um, it makes sense there too. Um, but yeah, I mean wire management. We see it done a lot of different ways, um, especially recently with like the trackers and stuff. Um, I would say that you just want to make sure that you have a plan in place before you start and understand. And I think, you know, O&Ming these sites uh, and seeing what happens when it's not thought through helps us perform a little bit better because we know what not to do, I guess, at that point. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it matters. They basically some some people use different uh, clips and and things to to secure the wire. I I think that you know the like the best way to do it you know at times is to use the S clips and and use you know basically PV rated zip ties. You know, but there's you know there's reasons people use things that maybe they they like, but I I, I tend to stay away from anything that has metal in it. But I feel like that's a, just a you know, asking for trouble at a later date. What besides the workforce issues is preventing you from installing more projects? Well, currently we're dealing with a, a tariff that has kind of put a hold on some projects that we had seen coming. That is a major problem right now, I feel like in our industry, you know, and I'm not going to get into that too detailed, like, I just, you know, it is what it is, but that is definitely a roadblock right now. I, I feel like we've seen projects that were coming to stop. Is it mostly the panel supply? Issues? Yeah, panel yeah. supply, you know, there's companies that I know of that, are, you know, that, you know, inverter manufacturers that are very close to capacity uh, where like their product, you know, they're, they're, they have been bought out for basically for the year, you know, you, or if you don't get in like within the next, like, you know, say month that you're not going to get inverters this year uh, for certain products. Um, you know, the um, rapid shutdown requirement is a, is is a, another. You know, especially for the CNI spaces, is uh, is important and is the necessity. But it, you know, it seems like those products are 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 definitely uh, can be hard to get, basically right now, especially because of like all the other issues that are going on. But you know, we've been told that. Uh, you know, transformers have like 28 week lead times on them, which that's a, a big problem if you can't get those. So, yeah, I mean, right now, I think other than, like I said, the, the you know, skilled labor issue, I think the procurement of uh, long lead items is definitely on the list of, of difficulties right now. Um, yeah. It's slowing things down. I'm just wondering logistically, is there like one person at your company who is in charge of 
seeing your supply and contracting all the products you need? Not one. We, we typically don't have one person actively doing that. It, you know, we have a couple different vendors that we deal with directly. They, they tend to call us and tell us, hey, look, you know, you, you, know, you need to get in front of this before it's a problem type situation, um, which is nice. So. Okay, got it. Have you had to kind of switch your preferred um, brands because of these backups and issues? Uh, so, yes, we have had to do that at, at times. Uh, we have a couple different uh, vendors that we prefer to use. Um, but, yeah, we, we have had to change at times on the fly just because if we didn't, we wouldn't get the jobs done that year or, you know, in the time frame allotted. So. What are some future product trends you're looking forward to? I think that the battery side of, the, of, of this industry is going to become pretty pretty much as big as sol- as the solar side, if not bigger. I think it's a necessity um, going forward. You know, my concern there is obviously like that we they put in place some sort of uh, mechanism to make sure that homeowners are going to recycle them as as they deteriorate. Um, you know, I've seen you know being in the industry in the construction industry for as long as I have. I you know with fluorescent lamps and all kinds of like things that have come about and gone away. I just hope that they, they create a system with regards to like batteries for homes that are tracked in some manner that they just don't all end up in dumpsters and landfills because that's going to be awful for the environment. But um, I do think that that technology is, is going to be a freight train once it gets its feet under, it's going to be everywhere. Absolutely. Any last thoughts before we wrap up? No, thank you for t- you know letting me talk. I guess I just uh, appreciate it. This has been another edition of Contractors Corner. Join us each month as I talk to solar contractors across the country. Thanks for listening to the Solar Power World podcast. Visit us online at solarpowerworldonline.com for more great featured content and breaking solar news. See you back here next month.